the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Intelligent. Conservative. The answer. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. I love that intro. <laughs> it just makes me laugh. But you know what? I believe it. I'm the one that you're looking for. Glad to have you guys here with me tonight. Hour two. Dos. Dos Moss is my old friend. Uh, I'm not going to say her name just in case she doesn't want to be associated with my politics. <laughs> I actually do have friends that aren't particularly political, and I just love them all because I, I actually love things more than politics. Hey, this is, I think, is our second week or maybe third week of two hours a night? And I'm just enjoying myself so much with you guys and just appreciate you. You have a lot of choices on where you spend your time, where you get your information, where you want to hang out and who you want to hang out with. And it's just an honor to have you guys with me. And we are streaming live right now on the Answer San Diego Facebook page. You can also reach out to us. Give us a call right here, 888-344-1170. On last hour show, we talked about the breaking news today that just is really... One woman, one judge down in Florida who um, decided to do the right thing for America and was was brave enough to do it. She ended the travel mandates, mask mandates. Uh, We'll see if there's any local uh, uh, municipalities and city areas of transportation that are going to continue to try to force it on you. Um, But as of now, are you uh, if you're planning to fly anywhere anytime soon? You, it's all up to you. You can actually breathe again. You, you don't even have, you don't have to sit and spend three hours trying to eat one bag of, of M&Ms anymore, right? Chewing slowly so you don't have to put the mask, uh, back on. So that was great, great news today. And we've got more to share with you guys tonight. Before I go any further, gotta bring in my brother. It's DJ Potato Skins. And I'd like to say now that I'm getting paid exactly the same as DJ Potato Skins. DJ Potato Skins. Did last year. It's funny because it's true. Mm-hmm. Still getting used to the use of the second hour. I feel like it's six o'clock, but it's seven. We're on seven to eight. Well, six to eight p.m. Monday through Friday, baby. <laughs> That's right. Now, what I forgot last hour when we were talking about the airplanes and the and the masks, there was actually a video that went viral over the weekend that showed a group of people on a plane, and they weren't wearing masks. And one guy had a guitar and he's strumming and they're singing a Christian song. So it went viral. But now that I'm thinking and I had a question to ask you guys about that. Um, how were they on this plane without masks? Where was that? Is that it makes me wonder if it's a real video. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you would think people would come come around, say, hey, you guys aren't wearing your mask. You know, shouldn't be standing up singing. Sit down. Yeah. So, but anyway, that aside, um, and I haven't heard anybody question this. Um, there was a group of people that were singing a Christian song. Nobody's wearing a mask in this video. 
Um, but you can see, so you can see, clearly see the looks of, of, um, discomfort on the part of the passengers. And Ilhan Omar had some, some response to it. She, uh, responded that, oh, imagine she's getting a lot of backlash today because she said something along the lines of what would happen if people were doing Muslim prayer on planes? Um, nothing. Like nothing would happen. Um, a lot of people are saying that it's it's Christian, calling it Christianophobia. I don't really call it that. I think I, I don't I don't really see her response as that. I think um, she's just trying to politicize and and do what Democrats do in order to continue to push out the falsehood that we're Islamophobic when we have a concern with Islamic terror. After people in the name of Islam threw, flew planes into buildings, right? So um, there's been nobody who has who's ever stopped anybody from praying anywhere. In fact, I believe that in Dearbornistan, they have Muslim prayer on the loudspeakers, right? Um, so, but I think I want to research that because it just, it just hit me. Hey, we're talking about the removal of these mask mandates tonight. How come these people are on the, allowed to be on this plane without any flight attendants coming and screaming at them and dragging them off or not having masks on? Um, but one, I, I actually put this question out to you guys because I, I'm no fan of Ilhan Omar. I didn't like her reaction to it because she tried to politicize it and somehow make um, bring Islamophobia into it. But I got to tell y'all, and you can tell me what you think. Eight 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 three four four eleven seventy is Christians. I, I don't, I would not want that on my airplane. I'm a Christian, but I don't want a group of people standing up and singing to me and getting in my face on a plane. I'm a Christian. What I like to do, on, I either take a long, much deserved nap or I throw on a movie and just nestle in all by my lonesome, but I don't want anybody kind of out there, something that I have to, yeah. to, to listen to. Don't try over, to force overhead. it. Right. I mean, we've all had the discomfort of being in a living room and having somebody bring out their five-year-old and we're forced to sit there and clap at, you know, somewhere over the rainbow. I don't want that when I'm on a plane. I don't care who you are, right? Unless, you know, who who might I be interested in serenading me on a plane? Let me think about that. <laughs> Uh, let me think about this. Um, I'm not a huge fan of. Uh, I think Harry Styles. I think Harry Styles has a voice. When I saw him sing live "Watermelon Sugar," I mean that was like something I could hear at Tipitina's in New Orleans. So Harry Styles can sing to me on a plane, but the rest of y'all need to need to keep it quiet. Eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. You didn't answer. Who do you want to hear sing to you on a plane? I don't want to hear anybody sing to me on a plane. There's nobody you want to. There, no, I want to sleep or watch a movie. Okay. That's it. All right. What do you on a serious tip though, if you guys want to weigh in on this, 888-344-1170, do you feel as though Ilhan Omar overreacted? Do you think it was wrong? Or do you think that these, you know, in general, these people shouldn't be doing this? I think in general they you know, I I, I think it's rude and insensitive. Yeah, it's um, not considerate. No, it's not considerate. And and just because I'm a Christian doesn't mean I'm gonna dig that. All right. Um Speaking of poison pills, I've got a segue here. That was kind of poisonous, in my opinion, particularly how bad it was performed. It was like me trying to sing Sound of Music uh, when I was a little kid. Mama having to having to bribe my brother's little friends to sit and eat cookies, watching me perform uh, Sound of Music. I thought I knocked it out of the park, though, by the way, with 16 going on 17, just saying. Um, speaking of poison pills, though, uh, Twitter is doing everything that they can do to stop Elon Musk from buying Twitter. And why? Because just what we were talking about in the last hour with Tom DeBacaro, because at least 70% of Biden voters said that they would not have voted for him if they had known about the Hunter Biden laptop story. It was suppressed by not only mainstream media, it was suppressed by Twitter. 
And a lot of people are still questioning the motives of Elon Musk. And I have as well, because I don't necessarily see him. I'm not one of these conservatives that jumps on. Here's the latest hero bandwagon. I'm not sure what his motivations are. And I don't know him personally. So why would I transfer on to him? You know, my hopes and wishes and dreams for what his motivations are when I don't know him. But I'm telling you, I'm liking what he had to say in terms of um, free speech and what Twitter should be about. Uh, This is, I believe, clip nine. And a good sign as to whether there is free speech is, uh, is, is someone you don't like allowed to say something you don't like? And if that is the case, then we have free speech. And it's, it's damn annoying when someone you don't like says something you don't like. That is a sign of a healthy, functioning, uh, free speech situation. Right. And that's what we desperately need. And not just at Twitter. But we have just become so conditioned to accept. And this is why they got the masks over on us. Look at how much we've been conditioned and allowed ourselves to accept. The, one of the things that I've said so many times over the years when asked, what do I think is the most important, free speech or the Second Amendment? And I have always said free speech. Because that is through the denial of free speech is how they're going to get all tyranny over on us, right? And you can see how they've done that with COVID. If we didn't allow our our speech to be suppressed, we would have never allowed masks to be forced on us. We would have never had conservatives put their arm out and say, okay, fine, just inject me with it so I can keep my job, right? It all rolls out of free speech. Free speech is what protects every other freedom that we have in this country. And whatever Elon Musk's motivations are they know that that's what's at stake with him buying it whatever his motivations are and that's why twitter has done everything that they can do even doing something adopting something called the poison pen pill and that is and they and they adopted this it's this quote shareholders rights plan on friday good friday and what it is is that it lets twitter flood the market with new shares or allows existing shareholders other than the than the bidder to buy them at a discount once an individual or group of people working together buy 15% or more shares, anyone trying to acquire the company must negotiate directly with the board. And this is according to the New York Times, and the plan will expire in a year. So basically, they did like a fire sale, opened it up to a fire sale so that they could get a bunch of people to buy more shares, to, to squeeze out, to put up a firewall, stopping Elon Musk from buy, buying Twitter. Yeah, they want him buying Twitter in no way, shape, or form because it kills exactly what they're trying to do, which is stop people from speaking out. Right. Um, and, and you know who actually I was surprised by? Jack Dorsey himself actually um, tweeted out over the weekend calling the company's board of directors a, quote, consistent source of dysfunction um, after Musk accused the Twitter board of failing to represent the interest of shareholders. And that's absolutely true. Um, and, and in fact, I want to play this clip from uh, Jonathan Turley. I'm not a huge fan of Jonathan Turley's, but I did. I know he's a, a lefty, but he can also be straight up when it comes to legalities at times. In fact, he was the Democrat who spoke so well, actually represented the Trump administration at the Ukrainian whistleblower impeachment trial, just in a scathing rebuke of them constitutionally. Here's what he had to say about the Twitter board of directors, clip six. 
The point is that if you move up from where he was, the board gets into serious legal problems. They could find themselves in court because shareholders may ultimately revolt and say, you know, we're not here to bankroll your political agenda. If he's offers even more on these shares, whose interests are you advancing? These boards have a fiduciary duty uh, to their shareholders. But the Twitter board yeah. has routinely, in my view, violated that duty by crippling their own product, by pushing an anti-free speech product. Yeah. Basically, what they're doing is they're pushing a product now that denies people their constitutional rights, i.e. illegal. Right. I, I think I think I'm removing the legalese there. Not so much legalese, but I think I think I'm summarizing what he's saying there. Because that's what the board is forcing on the shareholders, is that they're now invested in a product that denies people their constitutional rights. Here, sign up for Twitter. Tell us what you think. Except if you say this, 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 or this, in case we're going to just block you. I've been wondering for a while, though. I've been saying this for a while, whether it's about whether it's about Facebook or Twitter. Why wasn't there a lawsuit filed against them for fraud in the inducement? Because they sold, um, they took money and allowed accounts to be monetized, to give them money under the guise of expanding their reach, which included uh, opinions and speech. And then they were demonetizing them through shadow banning in ways that the people paying for the sponsorship dollars and, and paying to promote themselves on Twitter were not even aware of. But that's never been, that course has never been taken. Um, but it, but they could be in some serious legal, legal waters here. It remains to be seen. I, I didn't really expect to be talking about Twitter much. I, I really am not a fan of Twitter. I do have an account there at Andrea K show. Um, but they've had me stuck at the same amount of followers now for three years. So I go on there a couple times a day just because I have friends there. There's, there's some people that conservatives that are only on Twitter. So if I want to see what they've got to say, I got to go over there. But by and large, I, I really can't stand it. Um, but it, but this is bigger. The reason why I wanted to play that clip of free speech from Elon Musk is because this is so much bigger, bigger than Elon Musk. This is big, bigger than Twitter. This is speaking of Republican failures over time. I have been screaming for years about the Republican Party and the GOP and how they've been ignoring the left leaning media. I've told this story many times about Ron Nearing, former head of the Republican Party for California, telling me in 2012 the Republican Party didn't have any problem with the media. We already at that time had Facebook putting people in Facebook jail. We had them uh, not allowing certain Facebook posts to go up. The censorship was already happening at that point in Facebook. It was already happening at that point in Twitter. The mainstream media was already gone. And now we're playing catch up and trying to solve a problem that has already swayed the outcome of elections. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we got more to talk about on the other side of the Andrea K show. Speaking of swaying elections, the Pentagon, they're supposed to be about swaying the outcome of wars, right? Well, now they're getting their little fingers in all kinds of pies, all in the name of equity. We're going to talk about that when we get back. 888-344-1170. You can email me at andreakshow.com. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170, The Answer, San Diego. You're listening to The Andrea K. Show on The Answer, San Diego. Welcome back to the Andrea K Show, 888-344-1170. You can also email me at andreakshow.com. Uh, last hour, we had an interesting question out there. What destroys a marriage? Um, you said lying. I said pornography. 
Um, anything else? What would be another? I mean, seriously destroys a marriage. Clearly infidelity. You know, to be honest, because you hear a lot about this, and I have over the years, is mismanaged finances. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, not checking in with your spouse about what you're spending money on. It can literally cripple uh, a home. Yeah, but I do think that it, it, people should be able to have their own money and, and not have to go and get approval. I up agree to a certain on amount. that, but certain people look at that differently. Yeah. Oh, no, you're not cheap, are you? No, but like, okay. you know, I am one of those people where, you know, my fiance and I want to work off of ha- having one base income. You know, we're not, you know, we're not going to necessarily check in with each other, but we're not having separate accounts, et cetera. I understand. Yeah. I mean, I think that there needs to be some financial autonomy. You don't want to have to be getting on the phone. Oh, gee, I can't buy these pair of shoes until I call the man, you know, kind of thing. But I think, you know, luxury purchases, large dollar amounts. Yeah. I mean, that needs to be, you got to have, anyway, I don't want to spend the whole hour talking about marriage, but it's a question for you guys out there. I I love all things related to, to life. Uh, there's more to life than just politics, and certainly uh, the, poli- the political climate in this country has done a lot to families, right? So, in uh, particularly marriage and the, and the idea of traditional marriage. And, they want it torn apart. Yeah, they want it torn apart, right? And, and one of the ways that they're destroying the family is also through the kids, and we, we talk about that a lot. 888-344-1170. Um, speaking of destruction and equity, you know um, – uh, marriage should be both partners equal yet different, right? Um, because different roles for moms and dads and husbands and wives. Um, can somebody explain to me, Skins, can you explain to me why the Pentagon is rolling out an equity plan? What, what that has to do with the military? Uh, I wish I could because last I checked, it was their job to keep the country safe. Um, Department of Defense is supposed to defend us against enemies, right? Exactly. And foreign and domestic. We End realize there can be do- there can be domestic enemies. I consider it a domestic enemy. And uh, you want the person that's best qualified for that job, whatever that job is. Absolutely. Right. Um, the Department of Defense has issued an equity report aimed to equalize outcomes for employees and partners across racial, sexual and gender lines. Well, I don't know what employees they're talking about there. I mean, if you want to talk about somebody who's in the Pentagon, who is an office staffer, somebody who works in IT, fine. But the, the, the core of what the Department of Defense is supposed to be about, and I come, I'm the daughter of two Marines. I was indoctrinated into military mindset, you know, from, from birth, taught how to fold clothes, you know, regulation and all that. When it comes to, that the core function of the Department of Defense was supposed to be defending us and supposed to be the military. You're, here's your equity, right? You go into basic training, i.e. boot camp, and every, everybody's head gets shaved. They take your, your civilian clothes away from you. Everybody now wears matching gear. Everybody gets up at the same time every day. Everybody goes through PE, uh, uh, physical education, same PT, same training, same meals every day. You you line up in formation. You do what you're told, and everybody does it in unison. You're stripped of your individuality, right? And the only and they have to do that so that you become a part of a core unit. There's your equity, and then that is supposed to train you so that you are part of a core unit that will go out. And the only equity you're focused on is when you're in wartime, making sure that the bad guys are equally dead. And That's keeping that politicalization out of the military, Andrea, is something we've always thought that we would be able to rely on no matter what else was going on. Right. I mean, I saw on the fifth anniversary of 9-11, I saw Newt Gingrich give a speech at American Enterprise Institute. 
And he said that, you know, we rely too much on the Department of Defense because it's really our only one of the only capable, you know, departments left. And at this point, it can't be because you look at what they're up to with this equity report in the text and reading from this article here, which is Fox News. Uh, the DOD explained a series of procedural changes to better align with the White House's demands for equity. Quote, while the department has historically focused on increasing equity within the DOD community, the collective actions described in this plan represent a shift in the department's approach and focus to better ensure that we leverage our capabilities to create opportunities for all Americans. What in the world does that have to do with Department of Defense? Nothing. So the DOD is basically now ACORN. Who remembers the community um, organizer outfit that Barack Obama worked for when he was a community organizer, ACORN? And what they did was they went about the community, and one of the key things that they did was they got all these Americans into these forced lending institutions to to, – do loans for a lot of people that couldn't afford home loans. And that ended up leading uh, to the housing bubble crash that we had in 2008 and 2009. This is the kind of crap the Department of Defense is involved in now. We're, uh, what did I talk about last hour? We're $30 trillion in debt in this country. And now the money that's going to the military industrial complex is going to be funneled like some kind of money laundering scheme down into the community. Shouldn't we be using that to strengthen our military, Andrea? Right. The DOD report offers a series of plans moving forward that will, quote, will identify potential barriers that underserved communities and individuals face regarding federal programs. What federal programs for underserved communities is the Department of Defense now getting involved in? So we got somebody coming out of basic at Paris Island. They're going to go what? Down out into some community somewhere and, and what? Manage a, a, a food kitchen? What kind of crap is this? No wonder we're 30 trillion in debt. Where's the Republican Party screaming about this? We're only a year and a half into the Biden administration. This couldn't be going on if we hadn't had a whole lot of crap happen in the Trump administration to pave the way for this. And uh, stories like these, Andrea, and we have to deal with about three more years of this administration. Right. This is why I don't talk a lot about Ukraine-Russian conflict and why we, we I, I'm not beating the drumbeats like other conservative hosts are to get us militarily engaged. Do you feel confident if this is what, what the DOD is focused on now? Having, having your kid or somebody you know enlist and go into battle? Not at all. What are they going to go into battle with? A ladle from the food kitchen? It gets worse. First, the DOD announced it will seek to rearrange its supply chain in order to open up opportunities for underserved communities. The supply chain is supposed to involve getting food and rations and everything else to those that we have militarily around the world in conflict. They're not supposed to be a part of the supply chain getting what are they going to be a part of the program to get phones to in the hands of illegals? Is that one of the programs they're going to be involved in? And again, you hit the nail on the head just a moment ago, Andrea, where's the Republican party talking about this? Have you heard anybody talking about this? Nobody. No. Nobody. In February, 2021 defense secretary Lloyd Austin ordered military leaders at all, leaders at all levels of command to facilitate quote, Discussion of the principle that all those who support DOD's mission deserve an environment free of discrimination, hate, and harassment. I don't have a problem with that, but what I have a problem with is the mission. The mission isn't supposed to be about them serving under, being a part of some kind of welfare or social services program in any community. 
That has never been the military's job. Although we have been, and, and I think one of the reasons why we're here is I think it's we've allowed the military to become too much about a humanitarian mission. I get why after like the um, the tidal wave that happened over in Thailand, Phuket and all that, you know, we you know, we have the capability through our military that happened to be over there to deliver food and stuff. But that's 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 a good use. Right. When you've got military over there to be a part of that kind of a mission. But see how what the left does is that they use every aspect of our society to exploit it, to push it as a part of the cultural Marxist movement to transform us. From a constitutional republic to their Marxist utopia. This is kind of one of the things I was talking about with Tom DeBacar in last last hour in terms of the American culture. A key aspect of the American culture was the military, the U.S. military that we were a force for good, that we had Americans that uh, that appreciated this country and our freedoms and what this country was about, the foundations of it so much that when they saw Western culture and Western society and freedoms being infringed upon, it was, we're going to enlist and go over there because we got to stop that crap from coming here. And now our Department of Defense is knee deep in the crap. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to continue this discussion on the other side. 888-344-1170. San Diego is a military town. San Diego is a military town. If, you've, if you're enlisted here, you know, maybe, maybe you have a different perspective on it. Maybe there's something more you can share with me about it. 888-344-1170. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170. The Answer, San Diego. Andrea K. Telling you like it is, while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. What a great day for America. Welcome back to the Andrea K. Show. 888-344-1170. Coming up in the next segment, uh, we've got... Um, the shots still haven't gone away, even though the mass mandates have. So we've got an ask of you guys in, related, in, in relation to AB 2098 here in California, which restricts physicians. We're going to talk to you guys about that, as well as some updates on, on the shots in our next segment. But And we're going to continue the discussion on the DOD, uh, Department of Defense, and their new equity program on the Andrea K. Show, 888-344-1170. But we got to continue to bask a little bit in the glow of freedom, right? Um, I was uh, I, I saw that on an Alaskan air pilot today, imagine being the passengers on this plane. You're sitting there miserable, sucking in, you know, your breath from having eaten some nacho cheese Doritos and coffee with the mask on, which is not pleasant, even if it's your own nacho cheese. (laughs) And you're sitting there, you're miserable. And then you hear this, ladies and gentlemen, this is your pilot speaking. This is the most important announcement I've ever made. The federal mask mandate is over. Take your mask, take off your mask if you choose. And everybody starts clapping. So what a great moment. Um, it, it's kind of shocking to me in a sense as, as, as I'm basking in the glow of this, I'm kind of struck by the fact that I never in my life would have predicted that we would have our freedoms and our liberties taken from us to such an extent and that Americans would be clapping for the return of something that should have never been taken from them in the first place. That is the freedom to walk around and breathe fresh air. God gave us a nose and a mouth. He gave us our lungs. He designed our bodies biologically, physiologically. We are a medical miracle. This was not just an affront to our freedoms, but to God. 
We were denied the opportunity to show facial expressions to people, to smile, to laugh, right? To, to even be able to hear each other, for children to be able to communicate with us, for, for deaf people to be able to read lips. Just what an incredible moment uh, for today. And the Biden administration has said that they're going to um, review it and, and make decisions uh, whether or not they're going to appeal going forward. Um, but in the meantime, you're free to roam about the cabin without a mask on. Hey, somebody called earlier asking for the comment line, the 24 hour comment line that is 888. I'm sorry, 844-814-5227. All right. So continuing our discussion about the Department of Defense. Um, before the break, I was telling you guys about uh, this DOD, uh, their equity plan. Evidently, all the different departments, 90 different federal agencies, um, were required to provide their equity action plans on Thursday. And uh, we, before the break, we were talking about the DOD's plan for that, which involves um, how they can... I want to make sure I read it to you accurately. While the department has historically focused on increasing equity within the DOD community, the collective actions described in this plan da, 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 better ensure that we leverage our capabilities to create opportunities for all Americans. The Department of Defense is going to create what opportunity for me? How are you going to create an opportunity for me? The opportunity for me was created in the U.S. Constitution that calls for a limited government to stay out of my life and and and, and in that in my freedom comes my opportunity. Just like it's not the government's job to give my, my body back from masks or decide when I wear a mask, it's not the Department of Defense's job to decide for me or to create for me any opportunities. That's not where the, the Department of Defense doesn't have that power. They go on to say, but here's where it gets even worse. Because they, uh, the report included... This, this included a focus on how extremist or dissident ideologies violate the fundamental principles of the department. Uh, the DOD went on to note its increased tolerance for military service for transgender soldiers. It gets even worse than that. Quote, DOD took steps to ensure transgender individuals who wish to serve in the military and could meet the appropriate standards would be able to do so openly and free from discrimination. Describe the standards for me, because if you're in a foxhole in wartime, that's no time for extender extenders and i'll just leave it there but here's where it gets even more more disturbing to me the dod also announced how it will be making targeted investments in minority communities since when is the dod responsible for spending money in communities and it gets even worse in there Committed to, quote, invest in underserved communities and expand access to DOD programs and opportunities by increasing investments in K-12 and K-20 programs. So now the Department of Defense is going to be involved in schools and your children. Your children. So now the Department of Defense is also the Department of Education and a money laundering scheme. Before I have to take a break, I'm going to quickly go to the phones here. It looks like Mel from San Diego is on the line and has a comment about uh, sexualizing kids in school. Oh, perfect timing is what we're talking about. The DOD, I guess, is going to be involved in that now. Hey, Mel, welcome to the Andrea K. Show. Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, we're doing a good job there, talking about different issues affecting the nation and the international community. I, I was listening to you last time, and I thought you mentioned your personal experience with the, this gender issues yes. that uh, mm-hmm. have been 
kind of floated around. And I think you are right on the money and other people who have addressed the topic. Nobody, nobody but the parents have to deal with issues involving children and sexuality. No teacher, no professor, no educator, no politician has the right to indoctrinate young people. Mm -hmm. It's parental responsibility. That's it. And I'm glad that your parents, from what I heard, unless there's something else, an addendum that you want to present to the public, but you you talked about your parents being very positive and directing Mm -hmm. you and allowing you to grow out of it. Yes. And I think it's very helpful for you to explain what got you into, (laughs) into that kind of orientation to begin with. That's what I'm thinking. That it would be very helpful for people to know, okay. the, you know, something about the causality. Well, for me, for me in my case, I think it was similar to um, other kids. I don't remember a time as a, a little kid where I didn't feel that way that a mistake was made. Um, that I was a boy trapped in a girl's body. And I think it's because um, in my young mind, I just wanted to do boy things. I just wanted to do boy things. I wanted to hang out with my brother. I didn't want to hang out with my sister, right? She liked to play with dolls and brush her hair, you know? I went around with rats in my hair, you know? So, I and I think it's just, I like to do things that boys like to do, you know? I was rough and tumble. Um, I was athletic. I was, I just wanted to run around. I didn't want to sit in a corner. I just had too much energy. I had the spirit of a little boy, right? And mm-hmm. um, so it just, so I just, so that's why I thought, a mistake was made and um, my parents let me do boy things and let me get whatever toys I wanted to play with but they didn't mm-hmm. let me change my name and they just trusted that nature would take its course and it did as as is the case 90 something percent of times where if kids are allowed to biologically go through puberty and once their hormones kicked in probably as a little girl I just didn't have as much estrogen as some other little girls have right when they're little yeah. so once I went through puberty I, you know, um, I, I still was maybe a little tomboyish. I didn't start wearing makeup until I was like 16, 17, because I was still athletic. Um, but once I went through puberty, it was done. It was like, oh, yeah, okay, here I am. Right. There wasn't any mistake made. I just matured. And that's what, what and, they're, and they're intentionally, what's so evil about this, Mel, is that they know that 90% of kids are like me. That when they're allowed to go through puberty, then um, they come out the other side at, because, as a part of natural biological advancement and growth. There's a match. And just like so many boys, some boys, my brother was 6'1 by the time he was 13. Some boys don't grow into their full height until they're 19. Right. I mean, it's just different for different kids. And if we really want to let children be who they're supposed to be, they will not intervene. They will not have no interventions. They will let children naturally go through puberty. And then if in, if they get to adulthood and they still think a mistake's been made, then that's on them. But it's child abuse to be intervening and forcing on children. And, and I think they're doing it intentionally because they want to recruit. They want to up the numbers of transgender people in this country, so they got to get them young, and and then destroy chances for for their future. And I think it's it's incredibly abusive. Mel, I got to leave it there. Thank you so much for listening to the show and for calling in. I appreciate it, and I love your accent, by the way. I, lo- I love an accent. Again. I love an accent. Call any time, man. I could just let you All sit right, and talk because I just love an That's accent. Good work. <laughs> thank you so much. All right, we're gonna take a skinny, tiny little break. 
And when we come back, I'm going to ask you guys to do something to help me out with something involving here in California. It's called AB 2998, and I'm going to explain when we come back. 888-344-1170. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170, The Answer, San Diego. Dynamite in a dress, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on The Answer, San Diego. <laughs> and I'm also getting giddy during the break. Skins and I, welcome back to the Andrea K Show, by the way. 888-344-1170. During the break, Skins and I ended up talking about 90s rap, American rap. How do we even get on that? I oh, know, I know. We it were... dates us tremendously and the cheese is thick. <laughs> 90s cheese was the best. I know. We were talking about the movie Father Stew. I was asking if you saw that. And then I was saying how I loved Mark Wahlberg because I loved him from the Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch days. And then we got to, and then I started thinking about that vanilla ice. Ice, ice, baby. And then I started singing a rap song. I don't know who did it. Stop what you're doing because I'm about to ruin the image and the style that you used to. What was that? Do you even know what song that was? I, it, oh, the Humpty Dance. Familiar. That was the Humpty Dance. Oh, yeah. yeah the yeah. Humpty Dance is your chance to do yeah, the, the hump. The 90s were great. I mean, Ooh, come on, let's face it. Baby. Do the hump to hump. Do the hump to hump. Um, okay, I need to get back to something serious here. Oh, we're not going to rap for the whole segment? No, we're not. Um, something serious to tell you guys about. A while back, we told you about, I think there was four or five pieces of California legislature, pieces of California legislation that were really, really frightening. A couple of them have been already knocked down. One was um, shot mandates for kids in schools. Um, I don't remember what the other one was. The other one was for uh, employment here. That's right. It was to f- that you no employment, even if you were an independent contractor, if you got the shot. Um AB 2019-98 has not been defeated yet, and this is something that um, uh, years ago, for not years ago, but for years, I've had Dr. Jane Orient on my show. I had her on my show in January of 2020, asking her if she had heard about this flu that was going around Wuhan in China. She is the executive director of Association of American Physicians and Surgeons. And so I've had her on my show many times. She had a phenomenal white paper about Obamacare years ago. So, you know, I would have her on doing flu segments. Well, they now um, have a petition out to stop AB 2098-2098, which, if passed, will punish physicians who seek to publicly speak out about issues um, like covid so um, I remember speaking of Obamacare, I remember when Sarah Palin was like, we got to stop this Obamacare because this is going to put the government squarely between you and your doctor, including death panels. She was right. And we still are stuck with Obamacare. Um, the AAPS goes on to say that under AB 2098, physicians who advocate for the potential benefits of early treatment of off-label drugs or who ask questions about COVID vaccine safety could be charged with unprofessional conduct for promoting, quote, misinformation or disinformation and lose their medical license. goes back to you take away freedom of speech and everything else goes away. Right. Exactly. Um, she says, uh, the article says physicians must not be coerced into blindly following the establishment consensus and refraining from entering into debate that is crucial to advancing both science and rational public health policies. We have never before had doctors not be able to prescribe what they wanted to prescribe for their patients or give their own independent medical advice to patients. We've never had this before in the United States of America and science has always evolved. We've, it's always advanced. 
And part of the advancement came from doctors and physicians in their own in their own offices because they knew their patients. I had the same doctor here in San Diego for over 20 years, and he knew me in some ways better than my own family. And I can't get treated now for sinus infections like I used to because they're not allowed to anymore. This has real life implications. Tomorrow, I've got a really um, scary story on the Epic Times. It has to do with uh, the shots and studies that have come out. And I'm going to spend, I want to do more time. I've only got a few minutes left on the show, so I'm not going to get into it tonight. Um, but they want to stop. Denial of our First Amendment rights is killing people. They want, why do they want AB 2098? Because they don't want doctors telling you what is in this. Five-page article here from the Epic Times. Here's the headline. mRNA vaccines producing persistent spike protein likely causing clots, heart inflammation, and cancers. Dr. That's Ryan what they Cole. don't want spoken up about. That's what they don't want. They've got to sh- shut up physicians because they've got to because they can't let the truth get out there. Because if the truth gets out there, you're not going to submit to the, ter- the to the unelected bureaucrats who are using COVID as a way to gain us uh, submission over our society. To if you're willing to put be forced to wear a mask, if you're willing to be forced to get injected by a substance, then they've got you ultimately. Because then they can get us under the technocratic si- system to wear with vaccine passports. They've got us um, tracked. And uh, we've talked many times about the technocracy and what oh, yeah. this and is these all bills behind. are out there, Andrea, because their narrative is falling apart as we speak. That's right. And so they've got they've got to stop the truth from from getting out there. And one of the ways, and but think about this: if they had the truth on their side, why would they need to silence any doctor? They should be no, afraid of nothing. Right. Right. The law would be harmful, uh, according to the AAPS, the law would be harmful to California patients, the integrity of the medical profession, and the welfare of the entire state. We're talking deaths. We're talking deaths. I have a family member whose doctor whispered into her year a year ago, don't get the shot. And he had to whisper. He had to whisper so that he wouldn't have a nurse over here and report him. We don't have medical, we don't have, we don't have freedom in this country when we don't have speech. We don't have our lives in this country if we don't have speech. You think about what's going on in Shanghai. You think about that video going on in, in Shanghai. That, you don't think that could be us here? Where they're locked into their homes, 25 million people dependent on the government to deliver food with a drone coming in telling them you need to fight your soul's desire for freedom. They would do that here if they get it. They're trying to silence doctors. And you think about these physicians who've spent, who spent so many years of their lives going to medical school, spending high six figures in medical degrees, the money it takes to do a practice, to start a practice. So they can analyze a situation in a patient and give their best advice and treatment. Right. And now, and now if you're a doctor, you're going to go, what? I've spent 20 years of my life. And how many millions of dollars in the course of medical school, undergrad, medical school, setting up a practice, and I'm going to give that up? Many of them are going to go along. And this is why you need to not necessarily trust the uh, association, the AMA, right? Our medical community is as corrupted today as the Department of Defense is and as the Department of Education. So anyway, we can go to the AAPS and um, and they've got instructions for how you can contact California legislatures and ask them to oppose AB 2098. All right, we'll see you all tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Dr. Frank is going to be here talking about election integrity. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.